I am all for rock solid business strategy. I'm actually quite obsessed with it. But if I've learned anything over my decade, actually dozen years in business, it's that strategy is only going to take you so far. So if you have massive goals over the next year, or you have had massive goals for many years now, or you want to, but you're at the same time wondering why maybe some of your peers seem to be moving faster, or why you've been busting your butt, but not seeing the results you really want. Like maybe you're incrementally growing, but you're not seeing that exponential growth curve that you want. And you're hoping this year is different. Today, I'm going to expose the differentiator. And it's something that people are not talking about enough. It's not just what you do that determines what happens next. It's what you think. And this is not going to be a conversation on mindset or manifesting your way into success. This is actually a really strategic conversation around how leaders think differently to win. And I'm specifically covering the top five ways leaders think differently than most entrepreneurs. And if you make these shifts, your life will change over this next year and beyond. I assure you of that. This was one of the most pivotal things that I've ever done in my business. And I had no idea. Until I learned these things, I was just cruising along hoping for bigger, better results. Once I started to implement these new ways of viewing my business, viewing the world, viewing life, I started to see that trajectory shift. Okay, let's jump into it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it you're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy success in business and true legacy at home get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy it is time for your breakthrough i had a year in business uh, about five six years ago when i went all in on strategy I hired a strategic business coach. It was a massive investment. This was the year that I started bringing in more support within the team. So we were going to get strategic round systems and funnels, and we were building out new offers, and we were doing pricing changes, like all the marketing and develop business development things that you could possibly do. We were going to try and take that on. And what I found was, although we had more knowledge and we had more systems and we had more offers and we had more ways to generate revenue and growth, I was butting up against the same ceilings over and over. Because no matter what my strategies were, the reality is that no matter the type of business model you're in 
or the type of industry you're in, you're going to hit challenges. You're going to face roadblocks. You're going to have to solve problems. You're going to have to deal with people. You're going to have to make changes and pivot and be agile. And every single one of those situations is going to require you to view that situation. And how do you see it? So you can have a strategy. You can say, okay, if I implement this system, it'll save me this much time. If I launch this offer, it can make me this much money. If I use this type of marketing campaign, we can bring in this many leads, which will convert this many people, which will generate this, this, this much profit. But the missing link in that is how are you operating as the leader who's going to take your business, your potential to that next level? And it's all about what you think, how you think. Okay, so today we're exposing the five super powerhouse ways that leaders just think differently to win in business. I promise you, when you look at the greats or when you look at the people who are living the wholesome success that you're craving, they are not just leaning on strategy alone. So let's start with number one. I'm going to get right to the point with these. This is going to be quick and dirty because this is something that I want you to take and consume and then implement the growth changes that need to come from this. So number one is viewing strategic risk as a necessity. They don't even view it as a risk. So this is a missing link for a lot of people because we crave safety. We crave security. And when you're doing something where your toes are over the edge of the cliff, it comes with risk of failure, risk of money loss, risk of what other people are going to think of you, risk of wasted time. There's just so many different risks that can come with doing things that put you out over the edge time and time again. However, if you want this year to be different than the last year, you have to do things differently than you did them in the last year. So my challenge to you around this particular way of thinking is one, how you view risk. Instead of coming up to something that is hairy scary and looking at it as, oh my gosh, that would be such a risk. Should I do it? Should I not? Can you instead start to embrace risk and really a better word for risk as innovation. How am I innovating? How am I thinking about new ways to approach growth in my business, growth in myself, right? Shifts in my marketing. It's the willingness to try new things. It's the willingness to step those toes out over the edge time and time again, knowing that it's the only way you're going to get the answers. I say it all the time. I know you're probably sick of hearing it, but answers come to those who take action. And it's not just basic action. I feel like I have to put a caveat on that statement because there are plenty of people who take action, right? They get up in the morning, they go through their check checklist, their to-do list. They put up the posts on social media. They create the sales pages. They send the emails. Those are technically actions, but what I would say instead is answers come to those who take innovative action. This is my new way of phrasing it in 2024. Innovative action means that you're willing to test. You're willing to trial. You're willing to look at something and say, how can we make it even one iota better than the last time we did it? Instead of constantly just testing re-entering, testing, re-entering. More often than not, as entrepreneurs, we, and this is often also a personality type thing, we weigh risk and perceive risk based on the potential outcomes that could be negative. And my challenge to you and the way that leaders do this differently is they analyze risks based on the potential reward. 
and the potential impact, growth impact, on the overall goals that they're setting or the trajectory that they're aiming at. So there are ways that you can do this somewhat, I don't even want to say safely, like there's nothing safe about true leadership and entrepreneurship. If you're going for gold and you're seeking to make see massive growth this year, it's not going to be a safe experience. So I have friends who have many times over the years tested the waters of entrepreneurship and they just can't seem to get too far beyond the initial gates because they put safety so much further ahead of risk. But there is no way to bypass this part. There's no way to skip this step. So instead, I'm not saying take stupid risks. This is where having wisdom is really critical, having people in your circle to support you and help you look at the risks that you're going to take, looking at how other people that you respect and admire or in or out of your industry have done it and try and emulate the good parts of how they've done it and avoid the parts that were catastrophic. But instead, looking at the potential rewards first. So this is a really good way to look at it, right? I study sales a lot. And it's so funny how often, let's say you have a $100,000 offer, right? And that $100,000 offer is tied to a $1 million reward, meaning invest in this specific sales funnel strategy with the opportunity to 10x your $100,000 investment. So if you knew you could spend $100,000 and receive in return a million dollars, you would do it. But so many people look at the $100,000 and say, I could lose $100,000. They don't even weigh the potential reward. So they play small, they play defense, they do whatever they can to secure what they have, and yet somehow expect and think that they are going to grow. And growth cannot happen there. It's a dead zone for growth. So one way you can do this so that you're not just taking risks all willy-nilly, you can create a risk matrix, right? You want to list the potential risks that you could take and evaluate their likelihood and uh, of the positive input impact that they could have on your business and your life, right? And devise those proactive strategies for each scenario, drawing inspiration from how other successful leaders have done it. And there are ways too that when something comes with a big risk, you can do things to mitigate the dangers of it. Number one is leaders, the way they think differently is they view strategic risk as a necessity. In fact, they don't view risk as a risk, They view risk as innovation. They have their toes out over the edge and they, more importantly, they weigh the potential rewards. That's how you make the really big leaps in business. You can chip away and slowly grow to success and then maybe maintain for several years. But if you are craving the big picture, but you're only willing to do the defensive, play it small kind of moves, there's going to be a lack of congruence between those two things, which leads to disappointment because you're not living in that reality. The second way leaders think differently to win is challenges, however you want to put it, challenges, failures, setbacks, define their next move. They don't define them as a person. And this was probably the most freeing thing for me in entrepreneurship. I was born a people pleaser. I care way too much about what other people thought. And for me, 
when I would have a setback or a failure or make a mistake or face a challenge, my initial gut reaction to that was this is a defining moment of me. I was completely intertwined with the failure, the mistake, the setback, the challenge. Instead of the leaders who think differently to win, seeing that challenge, failure, setback as a call to define what my next move is going to be as a leader, but 0% defining who I am. Now, that doesn't mean taking no ownership over it as the leader, right? I, You can still face a setback and say, what could I have done better? How could I have faced this challenge maybe with more grace? How could I have shown up better for the people in my circle that are also affected by this? Or how could I have played this differently? That's fine. But what it doesn't do is define my character unless I let it. And when you face a challenge or a failure or a setback and your initial response is that pit in your stomach because you are caring more about how you're going to be perceived, that's a good indicator red flag that it's time to develop in leadership and free yourself from that burden because you will forever be capped in your growth by that mentality because you'll never want to then go back to number one take those risks you won't want to innovate because you know what the guarantee of innovation is failure setbacks risks challenges so you will perpetually stop doing Number one, the most important thing, innovating, growing, evolving, because number two, when you face those challenges, they're defining who you are as a human being. And you can't stomach the pain of thinking that you are a failure versus I've experienced a failure and what am I going to do with this? So the leaders who face that head on and say, okay, what's my next move? How am I playing my cards now? And seeing that leaders tweak their way to victory. It's not about, oh, I did the thing. I either was a success or I was a failure. It's a bajillion little failures and making the tweaks as you go to get a little better every time, to learn a little bit more, to gain a little bit more wisdom, to get a little bit stronger and trusting the fact that although you can't connect the dots going forward, looking back, you're going to see all the ways that those failures and setbacks and challenges, if you let them, they taught you, they helped you grow, they helped you become a better leader. And leaders see those challenges as stepping stones, not the stumbling blocks. They embrace those failures as the learning opportunities. I think there are way too many people on the internet that are obnoxiously happy and pretend like they're super joyous when they face a failure. Like, this is great. This is how you grow. I feel so good about it. I'm so proud. No, I'm not saying that. You can still be pissed. You can still be frustrated that you didn't do it better. You can still look at it and say, man, that was a missed opportunity. But what do you do with it next? How do you use it and leverage it to define your next move based on the new information that you have? Freeing yourself from the burden of assuming that any mistake or failure you make is by definition a knock on the character of who you are is going to uncap your potential. All of a sudden, you're going to see things through a new lens. I remember the first time I experienced this in a good way, right? I've experienced a bajillion failures and setbacks and challenges, and every week is just riddled with them. But what I'm saying is, I remember the first time I experienced a loss in my business that would have normally just taken me down for days. Emotionally, I would have been wrecked. I would have just felt those feelings and allowed those feelings to drive the train. So my instinct would have been self-preservation 
in the moment of feeling so inadequate versus, okay, what do I need to do next? What am I facing here? What's the next risk I have to take? What's the next thing I have to do? What's the next action I need to show up with in order to, to make this a step in the right direction, not something that derails me? On episode 180, I did an entire episode, I almost said program. That reminds me of my grandmother. Did you watch that program? I did an entire program, episode 180, on how to make failure profitable, and I walk you through exactly how to look at a struggle or a failure or a setback and actually leverage it for profitability. It's like, how do you do a postmortem or a lessons learned session after those setbacks and outline those actionable improvements so that you don't just brush yourself off. It's not just how quick you get back up and get back in the game. Too many people get into the game too fast and they didn't make the necessary changes to do it better the next time. Okay, so number three, the way that leaders think differently to win is they are solution focused, not problem focused. So I'm not saying they don't acknowledge problems. I'm not saying they don't have problems. I'm not saying that they don't even call them problems, but they're very quick to acknowledge the problem and then shift their energy and focus to what they can control, right? What they can change, how they can play those cards. All of these are going to, you're going to find are very intertwined. Going back to number two, where you view those challenges and setbacks, defining your next move, not who you are as a human being, when you do that, you can then more quickly shift to that solution focus. And this is a culture that you want to create within your team. This is something that we made a point to do a few years ago to say, hey, we're going to face tons of problems. We're going to have so many challenges. We're going to make big mistakes. Bring that mistake, that challenge. We can talk about it freely. We're not going to sugarcoat it and pretend it's all good and roses and butterflies. Bring it to the table and bring three potential solutions that you think could serve the next steps in solving this problem, right? This just creates a culture with you at the helm as the leader of this business of, yep, we make mistakes, we keep rolling, right? It doesn't define us, we keep going. We wanna study what we could do better the next time so we don't repeat the same mistakes, but we are solution focused. And this is a mindset that you have to, just like a muscle you have to flex. So leaders are going to prioritize those solutions that align with the overall objectives and the long-term goals, and they're going to leverage that strategic decision-making when they are focused on the solution. The other thing is when you're focused on the problem, you're operating from a different energy, and a leader can't operate successfully from that energy, that frenetic, massive action energy before they've taken the time to look at the whole picture and say, hey, what are the best strategic next steps for us based on what we're facing? What's our reality? And what are our options and what are we going to do with it? So you can practice this solution brainstorming. You can create this culture within your team. You can generate multiple solutions for each problem. And you can have a creative problem-solving approach. But don't live in the problem. You want to live focused on the solution. This is so huge. And you'll very quickly feel a difference as the leader when you do this. You will feel empowered, you will feel emboldened, and you will feel massive clarity being able to more quickly discern options and next steps. When you focus on something as a problem, it feels like crap. It, it just does not feel good. My husband is incredibly good at this, and this does not come naturally to me. I am way more pessimistic in nature, and he's more optimistic. So I think for some people, it will come more naturally. But like I say 
all the time, no matter what your natural bent is, you can fight nature and you can do this as a successful leader. Number four is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites because I know so clearly how to teach this particular one. In fact, if you're listening to this in real time when this went live on January 8th, I am teaching a free masterclass today on exactly how to do this, all about how to create your most like my profitable planning process, basically how you do this next step that I'm going to talk through. So if you're interested in that, if you want this to be your most profitable year, if you want my exact process for how to plan that, go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass and you can register for free, but there are limited seats. The other thing I'll say is if you're listening to this after the 8th, still go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass because you can get the replay. And if the replay is expired, we have something else that's awesome that's going to teach you this process. Okay, so go there. But this one is all about being vision focused and reality oriented. What do I mean by that? As a leader who's going to think differently to see those big wins that you're craving, you have to balance, uh, I hate that word, but balance the visionary goals with the pragmatic understanding of your current reality. The mistake is people live too much in one or the other. They're super visionary. They can set the big goals. They have the big picture. They're the dreamers. They're super pumped. They can dream all day, head at 30,000 feet. But then if I were to say, open your calendar and show me how you're going to get there, there's no defined reality as to how those visions and that dream will become your reality. What really strategic leaders can do is have this super powerful vision. They can cast that vision for the people around them. They believe in it wholeheartedly. They're willing to fight for it. They go hard for it. And in the day-to-day, they live the action steps that are going to ensure that vision actually happens. The biggest mistake you can make this year and why I'm doing this masterclass today is to go into this year with new intentions and new goals and then get to work without any real evidence that you know how to create the strategic roadmap to get there. I can help you create the strategic roadmap to get there. And here's the thing. When you live in the day-to-day reality, guess what it's fraught with? Oh, I don't know maybe problems, challenges, failures, setbacks. And guess what happens when you face challenges and failures and setbacks? You lose sight of the vision. You're so trapped in the day-to-day that you forget why you're even doing it. And then guess what you do? You focus on the problems and you lose the vision more. This process is teaching you how to always stay so committed to that vision and keep it within focus, but your day-to-day honors it. And when you're facing the hard times of the day-to-day, you're connected enough to that vision that it pulls you through, that you always know why you're doing what you're doing. You know the exact high leverage decisions that you need to make to ensure that vision comes to life. When you face that next setback, you can discern as a leader what you should do next. This isn't just casting goals, whipping together a vision board, This is so much more strategic, and this is so much more a call to leadership. And you have no idea how few people actually live in this zone. 
vision-focused, reality-oriented. So make sure you go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass. I break the entire process down. You can actually see the strategic roadmap to your most profitable year that honors your long-term vision. And then finally, this final thing that leaders think differently to win, they understand a principle and a premise that so few people ever live by. It is as simple as it comes and so hard to do. They know and understand who I need to be comes before what I need to do. Who I need to be comes before what I need to do. When we face a problem, when we want to achieve a vision, what's our tendency? Okay, what do I need to do? Massive action. What are the steps I need to take? What do I have to check off my list? But true leaders understand that in order to carry out that, that big vision, I'm not talking about like the next couple things on your checklist. I'm talking about that exponential growth that you seek. The question then becomes, who do I need to be to take us there? How do I need to think differently to win? Right? And if you can't pull from it for yourself, a simple approach is looking at someone you admire and respect in many categories of their life and saying, okay, what characteristics of them do I need to embody before I take the actions of what I need to do? Leaders identify those leadership qualities actually needed to accomplish the professional objectives. Doing that awareness check, that self-assessment and pinpointing those areas where there needs to be growth, right? If you wanna write the book, but you don't have the discipline. Who do I need to be? I need to be disciplined. You have to identify what's the missing link. It's not just about a scroll of action steps that's going to take you to that vision. That's what people picture, but it's just not true. You're going to constantly hit those ceilings that is that a str- strategy and another thing on your to-do list is not going to help you break through it. It's who do I need to be? How do I need to think? Who do I need to grow into? What is the version of me that's actually going to be able to do the thing that I'm seeking to do that's bigger than what I am right now? This is the cherry on top. This is the one that so few people will ever fully live by. But when you do it, you uncork it. You uncork your potential in business. You uncork your potential personally, the joy that you can experience, the peace you can experience, and just the knowing, oh my gosh, I'm doing what I'm called to do. This is it. I'm living it. I have the momentum. I have inertia at my back. Let's go. To reiterate, the five. One, they view strategic risk as a necessity and they don't even view it as a risk. It's innovation. Two, those challenges, those failures, those setbacks, they don't define them. They define their next move. How are they going to play their cards? Number three, they become hyper-focused on solutions, not the problem. They don't stew in the problem. Number four, they're vision-focused and reality-oriented. Remember, teaching this masterclass, teaching you exactly how to do this one so strategically, luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass. And finally, they value the reality that who do I need to be is greater and comes before what do I need to do. They build in that time for contemplation. They sit with their thoughts. They don't rush into massive action until they have their mind, until they know how they have to show up to that next challenge and that next opportunity. I hope this serves you this year. I know it will. If you actually leverage it, I'm telling you, this was the differentiator for me. And it didn't all happen. It didn't happen at once. I don't expect people to listen to these five and be like, cool, tomorrow I implement all five of them. This is a ongoing growth process, but I believe in you. And I know that you're here because you don't want to just hit the next goal. 
right? You don't want just a little more income or a little more freedom or just a couple more followers. That's not what this is about to you. This is about who you're called to be. This is about living into your potential. This is about uncapping that potential because you know that you are unwilling to accept a life of mediocrity and you are here to go big, not to play small. Let's do it. Okay, until next time, and I'll see you at that masterclass. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.